Bro told me rest, you won't let me break, you won't let me break Circle, circle Take your time, put in the key drive Yes guys, we're back here with another episode of 2911 Podcast It's me, Bian here Squabs Squads Shout out to all the sponsors who made this episode happen Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are no sponsors. Chill. Chill. Possibly. Possibly, bro. You never Sponsor, know. Shout us. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Just, just air it, though. That would be, be funny, though. Check the Gmail, bro. You're just airing it. That's, wait, wait, wait somebody. Yeah, you just you guys just air it, bro. Or not. First? Yeah. I didn't see no sponsors on Gmail. Maybe because you don't check. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny though. Imagine if you actually saw episodes out. Shout out, uh, back in another episode of 2011 podcast. Shout out McDonald's who made this episode happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon, bro. Mums. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say something, but we don't say all that stuff on here, bro. I was going to say manifest, bro. We don't no, manifest no, no, stuff. No, 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 bro. If God wills. If We're God to James wills. chapter four. If God wills, it will happen. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, though, shout us. Come. Don't talk about tomorrow, bro. You don't know if you got that. Literally. But... On the back of the two episodes about support systems, even in the last episode, we spoke about kind of having believers in your support system. And obviously, that in the Bible, a lot of the time, looks like what they would call fellowship. But I believe that sometimes we mix the two, as in my friends and my support system and the people I fellowship with. Mm. They are, we'll get into this in a second. In my personal opinion, they're not always the same. They don't always need I, to be the I same. <coughs> Nor do they always have to be the same, nor should they always be the same. Sometimes they serve a different purpose. But I think that it's important to look at what is fellowship like? What does it mean? Why is it important as well? Because like people always talk about this, you know, um, having friends you're on the same page with, good character corrupts good, bad, what, you know, all of that stuff, innit? Bad company corrupts good character. That's it. <laughs> that's good, 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 company. good company corrupts. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I think that's so it's important. I think that the same way with support systems, you've got to be intentional. I feel like you've got to be intentional when it comes to things of fellowship as well. Because it's like just doing stuff on it, inshallah, like sometimes stuff goes wrong. Or when stuff doesn't even go wrong, you don't get as much out of it yeah, as, yeah. You, as you as should. You so, um, yeah, I think that it's a, it's a very interesting conversation that needs to be had. So, what do you know? What is fellowship? Like, uh, on a very basic level, what is fellowship? Uh, uh, I searched up the Google definition. Thank it you very says, much. says, friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. Yeah, and I saw some other definitions. Just is a lot of, All the definitions I saw were around a shared slash common interest or goal of coming together based around this central aim or mm. theme. And so I was, I was seeing, a, it's kind of giving a vibe. There has to be unity. There has to be a singing from the same hymn sheet kind of vibe. Koinonia. Yeah, <laughs> I should like that word, man. It yeah, sounds nice. Shout out to Joshua Selman, bro. Mm. That's, that's that was our our t-shirt. The t-shirt sponsor. Yeah. When, you, when you're coming back, bro, Quinonia. I like the name. Yeah, what does it, it even mean? Just means fellowship. fellowship. Oh. That's actually the Greek word for fellowship. Yeah. I was, I was didn't Dunson say it in his one of his songs? Yeah. On my back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah brief, it isn't it? Yeah, in brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's what mm. fellowship is, do you not think that as a concept, there's a difference between like, oh, I. Go to a fellowship and let's fellowship. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's the difference? Like, I could say that um, the man them sometimes fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right then, now I say this is yeah, fellowship. Like, even this could be, you could say it's fellowship. But then, like, if I go to a Bible study, that's also me going to a fellowship. Mm-hmm. But we're also fellowshipping there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, but it's different because me, us, me saying that us that are fellowshipping right now, yeah, we know each other, but yeah, I can go to the Bible study and go to a fellowship and not know that many people there. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? So I feel like there is a slight difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just feel like... Yeah. It's the same, Fel- it's, Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same, I think it's like church, and I think it's like church in the sense that we are the church, so when we meet together, it's we're, ch- we're technically church, yeah. if that makes sense. But you also have a set place to go on Sundays, and that's church as well. Like, I don't know, like, that's, yeah, it's like it's the same, but it's different, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The reason I ask that is because do you not think that it's important for your fellowship to always be formal? Because you see that description, oh, and okay, don't yeah. forsake the brethren, don't forsake the gathering of the brethren. Yeah, yeah, Hebrews. Hebrews 10, 25? Yeah, 10, 24, 10, 25. Scholars. Are they trying? <laughs> <laughs> We're not in Ghana, bro. Yeah, wait, what was the question? So it's like, you see like with that, does it always have to be formal? Because it says don't forsake the gathering. 
And so it's like, if your gathering's always happening by accident, I feel like some people kind of look down on it. Yeah, yeah. Like some people yeah, kind of make yeah, him, yeah, oh, yeah, you don't you go, don't go, go to, to a place. A of Obviously, yeah. we're not talking about church here, guys. <laughs> I want to make that very clear <laughs> from the beginning. We'll, we'll come to church episode at a different time, <laughs> in it. But we're talking about more so coming together with people around a, a common aim. Do you not think that it matters if you don't have formal places where you fellowship? As in like, in a hall and that? Not necessarily like that. So like, for example, I go to this Bible study or I go to this fellowship mm-hmm. or I have a youth group at church where we fellowship. Do you think that it matters if people don't necessarily have formal places to do it and it's just like, yeah, let's think of my brethren who are Christians here we're just talking at. You know, it is. I don't necessarily feel like it's a problem, but I think it is nice to have a set place mm-hmm. where you can like, Maybe structure. intentionally have yeah have some kind of structure in the way that maybe you're speaking about the word of God and maybe specifically um, targeting certain things if that makes sense. But I think that's I think that is kind of important. However, I wouldn't look down on someone who just meets up with their friends and they're just every time they speak, it's just because they're all believers. It just always goes back to Christ. Always goes back mm-hmm. to Christ. Like as long as it's healthy conversation that edifies, I don't think it's something that's um, I don't think that's something to be looked down on, but I also think, for me, in my opinion, I think it's healthy to have some kind of a structured place where you're able to meet together and mm-hmm. speak and maybe specifically target certain matters or topics and kind of grow in some maybe, I guess, formal kind of understanding. That's why I guess, like, if you think about us guys, Tuesday we link up, yeah. but we also have Tuesday prayers, or we also have Saturday Bible study. Yeah. Bible study this morning. Oh, yeah. But this... Yeah, uh, it's 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 <laughs> we also have we also yeah, so we have we meet up and we speak a lot. Every time we speak on the phone, Christ is always getting involved yeah, somewhere. Somehow, but we also have set structures on purpose because I think it brings another kind of level of edification, <coughs> if that makes sense. So, yeah, essentially, I think it's important to have a bit of both. But I'm not going to say to someone who doesn't have that formal structure, "Oh, you're doing it wrong," because some people have a set structure and they don't actually get that much from it. Yeah. Apart from the optics that on my days I go to a fellowship, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Because, as you said, like, the whole... If you just do it on a random flex, it can be very inconsistent because you might not see them for a month. You might not see them for two weeks. And then it's like, the only time that you guys actually talk is when, you know, you see them. And it's like, yeah, there's good in that, but at the same time, it's not really consistent. Mm -hmm. If you have set structures, cool. Every Tuesday, every Saturday, you're going to be there. You're going to do this. It's good, like, in the sense of, like, at least you prepare yourself to know that cool, you're gonna go and learn something, or you're gonna go contribute yeah. something. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. That's actually funny because, funny enough, I just did not think of that. You know, that one important thing about having a s- formal kind of fellowship structures is that it allows for consistency. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> and I think that's that's, what, that's, that's, that's very that was important. the whole point of us doing <laughs> yeah. Tuesday and Saturday, bro, because it was too inconsistent. Just like we'd be like, yeah, every Tuesday, every Monday, one first week we'll do it, second week we'll do it, then we will do it for three weeks. And then we do it now. Like, oh, I yeah, think this what, is the what? first time we've done it. It's been like yeah, quite a few very, weeks. very yeah, consistent. Because that's because if you if you've like going back on what BN's question was about like is it important not to have a set structure, um, or is it is it important to have some set formal structure of fellowship? We were having informal fellowship, and we we're deep in how like how brazy it was. Every month we'd link up and speak, and then we'd be like, "Raw, like we should do this. We more. should just do this more. <laughs> like we should have some set time." Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like it is cool in that sense. But like Crab said, if it's not regular, then I feel like it can only help so so much when you have this consistent place where you're being where you're intentionally saying okay we're gathering together behind this or to do this or learn this or pray. I feel like it, it has that consistency which actually allows you to start to properly grow and actually yeah build yourself yeah, in faith. I even chat to a friend of mine and she was talking about how like she's let's say in her church she's let's say part of the ushers or like the choir or something because they have set days that maybe the choir might meet on like she mm-hmm. knows that cool i have to meet on this day yeah. or like prayer prayer yeah i like that like when they have like like choir team dinners yeah, and like, like, like you know like oh the intercessory team we meet on a wednesday then on this and then evangelism is friday like all of this stuff is structure it allows you to know that cool it allows you also allows you to structure your, your week your day around all of these yeah. things and to, to not just be like you know what oh I'm, I'm busy this week and then someone says oh we're linking up on Friday, 6 p.m., you're like, oh, but you didn't yeah, tell me in advance. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it just allows for, I think like, just a smooth kind of yeah. way to Structure. do things, really, yeah. I think also, on a, like, looking at the bigger picture on a macro perspective, one thing that's good about it is that um, <coughs> uh, 
we can rely on informal in fellowship because we have each other and we talk on a regular basis. Some people don't have that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why formal structures of fellowship are important for the church yeah, as, yeah. A, as a, in general because some people don't have Christian friends. Some people don't have believers that can pour into them. <clears throat> some people might have Christian friends but maybe they're all just started their work or whatever. So I think having formal structures like that it allows for people to get into environments that they wouldn't have otherwise and maybe access yeah. support that they cannot access otherwise. So I think that is the thing. But I think one of the dangers of formal structures of fellowship is that they can become very clicky and kind of us, not them. Yeah. Where like people are like, mm. oh, like this is if you don't come to my fellowship, you're not PG like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Or or I only fellowship with these man, which I think is um, which I think is very weird. Firstly, mm. and secondly, very dangerous. Yeah. Because like just very because you fellowship with a group of people, it doesn't mean that it's an us, not them thing. Yeah. And especially that I've seen it happen in loads of things. I've seen it happen with like just friendship groups where it's like they do their Bible study together. They're not prepared to talk about the faith with anybody else, and they kind of believe. Way more PG yeah, than everybody else. And also I've seen it happen with like uni fellowships as well in various yeah. different cities whereby <clears throat> like there's not there's this fellowship and that fellowship. They're ops almost. Like, what's wrong with you? Like? <laughs> it's like what's actually wrong with you? Like, that genuinely like huh? And it's like I really like like for example in Warwick they have like a um Christian formal every yeah, winter. And like so all the fellowships come together yeah. and do it, and that's really, really nice. However, I did hear that some fellowships were not so weird. Anyway. Um, I feel like that kind of attitude of not being on top of that, I think is really weird. And I think that's one of the dangers of formal structures of fellowship. Them, bro. We had a Christmas dinner together. Yeah. Oh, why and the live, man. Yeah. Good and time, even like good before they used to have like a beginning of the year, like a. Food was actually very calm. Food was very, very calm. Mac and cheese, good. It's, not a, it's not a uni cooker if there's no mac and cheese, bro. Yeah. No, it was good. It was nice. Yeah, like, I think stuff like that. Is, and one thing I realized, somebody asked, because we wanted to do a 2911 summer fellowship last year and it didn't happen. Um, didn't. For horror anything. <laughs> but we tried though. We did try, but yeah. it just didn't work out. Timing, it, I don't think it would have worked anyway. Yeah. Like, do you know like one of the reasons? Summer was, had, yeah. yeah. Summer was a yeah, breezy time. The thing I realized about formal structures of fellowship that's really nice here, or formal, it can work in informal ones as well, is when you're fellowship with the same people, you can follow each other's progress. Yeah. So, for example, we are one week. This is oh, pray for me. I'm struggling to focus. Next week, oh, bro, how's your focus being? Like, you know. Whereas, if it's just informal, all the time, different people, different conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real way of supporting on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing about that formal fellowship that I like, because that's the when the person asked me about the 2911 thing, I was like, it would be nice, but it's like I feel like we could have different people coming every week, and it's yeah, hard to track yeah. whatever, which is not always a problem as well. Sometimes it's just nice to have fellowship in environments. It doesn't always have to be a, we're all in this together because some... Bible study Thursday. you get It's a whole range of people from different backgrounds and different times. But I think there's a beauty in informal and formal. And I feel like an ideal place for a Christian is where you have both. Yeah. You have like, you have places where you just randomly fall into conversation. You have friends where that can just happen. But you also have formal places for a bit more structure and consistency, which I think is really important. Obviously, I will say that we are a little bit biased. Firstly, because... We do it together. Secondly, because me and DSQ lead a f- fellowship as well. So, you know, but I think that, <laughs> but I feel like that's the beauty of, because we have friends and fellowships, we've seen yeah, both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen the benefit of both and also why they complement each other really well, nicely. That's why, that's why, like, <clears throat> that's why even like church itself is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like church, like obviously a, a good church, like it's a good thing because for, for these exact reasons, like you go to church, you're, you're there with a lot of people that you see on a weekly basis that you can track your progress. You go there to fellowship. You go there to serve God together. You go there to, you know, carry each other's burdens. You go there yeah, to be shepherded. Shepherded? Is that a word? I think so. Shepherded. I think so. Yeah. I think so. You get there. You go there to be taught the word of God. Pray. Like, all of these things that you've just basically said are formal. Like, that's why when people say that, oh, I think I saw something yesterday. It's like, oh, um, I don't need church. I read the Bible myself. And somebody said that shows that you, that don't, shows read that you don't read the Bible. read the Bible, which is true because it's very important to be in some in a place where like you're getting fed daily, yeah. mm. daily, weekly. Like, but on that, uh-huh. do you think that people ever? I don't go to church. I fellowship. Have you ever Say seen again. that kind of thing where people kind of replace church with fellowship? As in, like they just go to church. On they go, they just go no. to a fellowship instead. Yeah. They just go to a fellowship and say yeah. church. They didn't go to church. They didn't go to church. Their, yeah. their, their version of church is it's fellowship. fellowship. No, yeah. I think you should go to a church, bro. What do you think is the... So then, cool. Fellowship is um people uniting around a common aim. And obviously, in a Christian saying, God. Mm-hmm. 
why is that different from church and why is it important to keep them separate so, to some extent? I think church, it covers a lot of things. Like church isn't just one thing. Church mm-hmm. isn't just, oh, you go to church and you're going to hear the word of God or church, you're just going there to praise or you're just going there to read the Bible. Or, like, there's just so many things that come with church, like serving. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't really serve in a fellowship like you that. You can do, no? You can, but you can to it's not, it's not yeah. to the same kind of like structured sense that church would give you. Like you don't have the opportunity. Yeah, you have the opportunity to maybe teach and lead stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like church just ah, covers... This question is hard, though. It covers a lot of what things. Do you, what do you think are the things that a church can do that a fellowship cannot? Um... But when you say fellowship, or what like fellowship what, in terms of like, like what um, is the fellowship? Whether it's us or it's just like you come together with Christians, like alive, alive. So like, cool, okay, cool. If we're saying fellowship is a basic level, people coming together around us, are they all the same age? Are they all like they could be different ages? Oh, whatever. My, my question: Why this is making it such a hard question to me? Because you see, the other day I was speaking to you about. Um, uh, I saw a fellowship on Instagram, but I didn't know they were a fellowship before they were a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what the, the place I'm talking about? I can't remember what it's called. Newman House. Newman House. I thought that was a church, but it's a fellowship, innit? What? And mm-hmm. the, and so I, why do they call themselves a fellowship and not a church? We'll get into this in a second. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Answer, I don't know what the answer to the question is, but I looked at it and I saw them like praise and worship. I saw like a proper set yeah, so now, structure. So what, I was thinking, what's the, what's the what major the difference? difference? Yeah, I the think the difference? major fellowship. Di- yeah, it's, let me tell you why. I think the, I think yeah, the major, major, difference, major difference. I think the major difference is firstly the structure. Cool. DSQ leads a fellowship. Mm-hmm. I lead a fellowship. But I'm not a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm not an ordained minister either. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've been ordained for the position, I guess, by God. But, but even yeah. that, no one can prove it, really and truly. <laughs> <laughs> no one can actually prove it. Um, yeah, you ain't been Bible college, bro. Did you get it? I think that's the major thing. First but wait, quick question, just to interrupt quickly. Can't a pastor lead a fellowship? Cool, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this. No, you can. But I think it's about why do we come to this place mm-hmm. is the first thing. Because, cool, we both, church and fellowship, you both go there for God, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the principal things in that biblically makes it very clear, if you go to church, teaching is a core thing. Mm-hmm. Teaching has to happen, otherwise it's not a church service. Mm-hmm. Fellowship, teaching doesn't have to happen. Yeah, that's very true. You can just have conversation. Have a conversation about You can just pray, topics, you can pray, just worship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to have teaching. The only thing fellowship has to have is people around a common aim. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the key determinants on what yeah. has to happen yeah, for it yeah. to be that thing. Church, there has to be teaching. Church, there has to be doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, there has to be teaching yeah, on the yeah, word. You even, even have the mission statement on the website. Yeah. Like, this is what we believe. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, fellowship, like... Because church I, I is a... Fo- that's the thing. Because church is a form of fellowship. fellowship. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, But yeah. church is not fellowship. Fellowship does... As in, like, the Fellow- struct. Yeah. It's hard to... The, that's what I said about... That's what I asked before. That's what I said. Like, fellowship, the concept, fellowship, the thing. The thing is... Uh, yeah. it's hard, and the no, same thing with church and church, a, the thing. A form of fellowship, but they're very two different things. Mm-hmm. No, no, I no, think no. it's like this. If you have to have an umbrella of fellowship, what counts as fellowship, the thing, in terms of fellowship being coming together around a common aim, church comes under that umbrella. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Then now you... Then now, okay, cool. So what are the other forms of fellowship? Some of them are youth groups, because technically that's what a life is. It's a youth group. Yes. Yeah. 2011 Bible study. Bible yeah, study is a form yeah, of fellowship. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. even Bible study, we don't necessarily teach. Yeah, yeah, we, we discuss. We discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go through this. Um, same way, a worship. That's very true. So, for example, and there's this. Uh, yeah, worship night. Worship, worship night. Fellowship. fellowship. Church is a form of fellowship, but compared to the other types of fellowship, carries a very different role. Mm. Yeah. Church is the one form of that's fellowship sick. that's a sick biblical guy, must. Yeah, it has yeah. to be, same way, another form of fellowship that is a biblical must, in my opinion, is friendship. For example, when, so cool, um, we just link up business house. We're fellowshipping. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a lie. No, we're not. This is the thing. The whole us yeah, getting yeah. to business house is not always fellowship because I'm just going to play FIFA talking nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then if we go there and we have a conversation about God or whatever, we end up praying. That is fellowship. fellowship yeah. Because I think that's the thing. If it's about, it's when are you centered around the common a aim? Common, yeah. So I think this is why it's important so for us to differentiate. FIFA isn't fellowship. Because we're centered around a common aim. Yeah, it is. It's just not nah, necessarily... fellowship. But it's not Christian. Yeah, it's not yeah. Christian. But so I think so it cool. depends because it's like, why are you together in the first place? So for example, um, so for example, the other day in my church, there was a men's link up. Mm-hmm. That was fellowship because yes, we're all men, we're playing table tennis, yeah, FIFA, whatever. But the, the central aim, purpose, is to build each other up in the body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's important to differentiate the two because when you realise that 
fellowship, you can go there, somebody can teach. Fellowship, you can go there, somebody can pray, somebody could worship. Mm-hmm. You lot could learn about the word. But what is the must that has to happen? For example, in a live session, yeah, if you come and we don't worship, it's not a bad session. We did what yeah. we need to do, we gathered. This if you go to church and they didn't preach, yeah, well, what's that about? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. that about? Nah, literally. You know and, and like you said, set kind of structure. If again, like if you come to a live, I don't know, in February, sometimes we just do, we just talk about Valentine's. We have a discussion about Valentine's and yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. If you go to church and for two weeks, maybe there isn't a set teaching on it, then it's a bit, <laughs> you're going to feel like you missed out yeah, something, yeah. if that makes sense. Cause you, I think church, you come with an expectation, if that makes sense, of mm-hmm. how maybe what you're going to receive. I think fellowship, there is no expectation apart from the fact that we're coming Gavin. on the united goal of, I guess, all um, church, knowing Christ. You, go there, you know what you're getting, bro. Like yeah. not you know what you're getting, but you know that there has to be preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be praise and worship. Like obviously every church has different ways they Way do, do things, and you know they might not have maybe like a Bible study at the at the beginning, or they might but like stuff like praying, reading of um. Yeah, I can't lie. If you go to church, I think there's three things. Bro, like if they're not praying, they're, they're not, not reading a word. Praying not. and teaching those two things. If you go to, bro, if they're you not, know, ooh, it's, it's praying a must in church. I what, what do you mean by praying though? Like. Are you talking like, like our blessing and our bust? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or are you talking like, are you talking like you know praying over like praying in the, in the in the service, corporate, corporate prayer is that a must? What is yeah. cor- what yeah. corporate prayer? What is corporate prayer? Does it like as an you giving everyone the ability to pray? Yeah, like everybody. This is a space for us all to pray. It doesn't necessarily have to be allowed, it can, but do you think that's a must? Yeah, I think that's a must. Yeah, no, we we'll talk about that in the church episode. I think for sure. But um, oh, pray, pray up, bro. It's like. Prayer and someone asked, what's more important, praying or reading your Bible? And someone said, what's more important, breathing or breathing out? They yeah. go hand in hand, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you can't, you can't. But then the question comes, if the pastor prays over the congregation. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? And prays before he preaches, mm-hmm. is that enough? But let us not segue too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the church. <laughs> um, um, but I think that it does pose some very interesting questions when we look at fellowship like that. And you said the expectation. That's a bar, though. What's what? more important? Um, reading the Bible or praying what's my important breathing in or breathing out, out. that's yeah. a bar write it down write it down put it on the t-shirt <laughs> that's a I think it poses a very interesting question though mm-hmm. of what should you expect when fellowship happens I think what like, what would you lot expect for example when you come here when you come to man and chat whatever what do you expect or what should we expect from fellowship like from, from the people yeah Christian fellowship like from the people once you go the, when you go set structure Regardless, so let's say I'm gonna have a Christ, I'm gonna have a conversation with my Christian friends, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna go to a formal place of fellowship. What should I expect to come out of there with at the bare minimum? What is a must? Encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's I think that's the I think that's the I think that's the main thing of fellowship. Like, being able to be encouraged in the faith one way or another. Because I feel like the reason why, because essentially, we have God. Like we have God, but why do we still meet up with people and all that? It's also to, it's to be encouraged from from them, from their experiences, from their maybe knowledge or the challenges that they've gone through. I feel like when I go to a fellowship, the first thing I want to feel is that sense of encouragement and and that ability to I guess learn from this person or that person's experience or what they have to share. Like yeah, for me, encouragement. Otherwise, I'll just kind of ride solo with God, and I wouldn't actually want to go to fellowship. But the fact that I'm able to. BMC, I'm able to be encouraged by other people and the challenges and the similar things that they've gone through, um, the similar things that they've gone through that I've gone through and the similar hurdles that they've gone over. Like, I always have to, when I get into a fellowship, I've got to be encouraged by them. Like, I've got to be encouraged by the environment. Agreed. I think I'm something, a loving environment, a comfortable environment. Like, it's funny because I remember I was talking to somebody and they were saying how like they kind of put a fellowship because they've gone somewhere that's like very judgmental and I was thinking that's so funny because funny in an ironic way because it's like that's the last, last thing that should be going on there like I think I was, I was reading um, Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47 talks about um, how um, they were fellowshipping after after they spoke in tongues and then 3,000 people were saved and um, Paul did this whole preaching then after was it Peter one of them in it yeah I think Peter then after that, it says that they were fellowshipping, they were living together, they were eating together, they were praying yeah, together. food, all that stuff. And it says that they did this, there was joy there. It said that they were loving and goodwill. And I think, when it, it just seemed like there was such a unity. The heart behind the fellowship was really there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something you should always expect. And if you go to a fellowship and that isn't there, 
Yeah. Side no condemnation. It's, no, yeah, it's got to be scared, <laughs> watching too much TikTok. Literally, bro. there's got to be no condemnation <laughs> in that sense. Like you got when you if you go to a fellowship and you feel that environment of con- of people condemning and fe- people feeling like they're better than you and kind of turning up their nose at you. Like that's just yeah, you're just in the wrong place because that's fellowship is a place where you should be have that um, ability to kind of be vulnerable and not have to feel like you want to put on your best. That's the thing. We had this discussion about people flexing at fellowships. Yeah, that's we had the, we that's said that. The we thing said I that. hate the most. No, nah, bro. Oh, there's, <laughs> certain, there's actually certain forms of fellowship that I've stopped going to because you go there and everyone's just trying to flex. It's like, man, I'm just trying to know. I know 100, I know 100 Bible verses. I know this, I know this. It's like, all right, that's then. That's a blast <laughs> tongues, bro. Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> understand that because I think that Obviously, there's an element. I think you should expect to learn in fellowship, oh, not necessarily from teaching, even if it's just from people's experiences or conversation. I feel like learning is something that should happen, mm-hmm. even if it's not every single session. Over a period of time, if you're fellowshipping with a group of people, formally or informally, I feel like you should expect to learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. Flexing in fellowships is one of the <laughs> worst things in the church, <laughs> and if I could, like, I would, I would, I think that there should be some sort of prison or fine penalty for this because, <laughs> like. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, what's going on in your head that you thought, cool, man's going to go around Christians. <laughs> Let me flex. And fellowships, churches, stuff like that, where you're around other believers, this is the one place where you don't need to be your best. That's all you're going to do. Obviously, you don't be just judging people and being sinful or whatever, but in the sense of, there's, there's, there's a time and place where you need to make sure you're articulating yourself properly, where you're making the gospel known, and that is when you come across unbelievers. Mm. When you're around other believers, you should be comfortable, be listening, empathetic, Sharing conversation. Oh, I went through this. Obviously, when you're comfortable. But it should be that calm conversation. Oh, right, yeah, you're struggling with this. Let me help you. Oh, Ryan, you're struggling with that. Oh, I went through a similar thing. Like, I feel what you're saying. Like, I know it's tough. Not, oh, right, no, nah, just pray on that, man. You're good, man. Oh, when I went through that, I panned it. You'll be good. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Nah, nah, flex is the worst thing because fellowship is meant to be an environment where like you said, you should be comfortable not being your best and being able to learn from other people. When people are flexing, you can't really learn from anyone. You're not really taking anything you from don't it. Want like, to. You're like, first of all, you start to feel a type of way. They make you kind of feel maybe insecure about yourself and your own faith. Number two, again, like I said, you're not what they're saying isn't useful to you because all they're trying to do is show their knowledge and how much they they've understood this or and uh, they can say shabalabalala for an and, hour and and their gift things and all of those kind of things and like I think it just ruins the point of fellowship because fellowship is like when I go to a fellowship like for me anyway maybe this is me personally like I like the fact that I can see oh raw like I'm not the only one who's gone through that oh this like this makes me feel normal because I went through because I see that this person also went through that oh raw this is a strong man of faith. But I can see how he's humbled, how he's been humbled in this sense, or how he's been vulnerable here. I can see like, oh right, so that makes me feel not better about myself, but like, oh, like we're all in this together. That's when that's I, go, the, I think that's one that's of the things the you should expect I, from yeah. fellowship. When I when I come to fellowship, that's that's the sense I get. Like that's what I desire anyway. That we're all in this together. We're all united. It's like, like by God's grace, like I know that when I go to alive, when I go to my fellowship, like I always have this vision that we're like a unite, we're like a circle. And God is that standing above us. Like, I just get that sense all the time of, like, we're all in this together. You might be down here. Someone might be up here. But you guys are in the same spot, ideally, because you're just together. And, like, if I don't get that from a fellowship, I won't go. I can't lie. I won't go. I'll just stay in my room and chill with God. Like, you might as well. Like, I might as well. Do you get what I mean? Like, I feel like having that sense of just unity. Like you said at the beginning, really, that unity and that proper togetherness and not feeling like you need to be a certain standard or be a certain way. As long as you have your faith in Christ and your, your heart is in Christ, everything's cool. Like That's just what makes fellowship so beautiful. Like And it just makes it so much fun. It makes it so much joy that I want to come back here. Mm-hmm. I want to keep on learning. I want to keep on growing in my faith because I realize that we're all in this together. We're, not, we're all a group of imperfect people with a perfect God who's just shaping us all together in different ways. And we're all and and yeah, and it just makes it beautiful. But when it's not like that, and that's why flexing just ruins the whole thing. Because you know what? It, it, <laughs> this might nah, sound crazy, man. but I feel like hey. the church, yeah, as a, the body of Christ, needs to develop a better practice of boycotting bad Christian environments. For example, you go to a fellowship, and everybody in the room knows whenever you come, certain man is a flexing thing, certain man, and you when even when you're going, it's like, oh, I always go. Let me just go. Mm. If everybody feels like that, people should just start boycotting. 
that's that's people important. you know your church is a bad church and obviously there's a step of first communicating to maybe the leaders or the people who run it like yo i feel like this needs to change or whatever but stuff is not changing i feel like people actually need to start boycotting bad christian environments especially when it's a, not bad because you don't like it but bad because it genuinely is not a biblical environment nah. people just need to stop going bro because that's the thing that's it's, that's very important because i feel like people oh actually like oh, at the at, yeah, 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 at the beginning when you're talking about having a set place to go, I feel like some people want to go for the sake of go going. For the sake of That's the one thing I was going to say though. Go. At the same time, the only so I understand why it's not easy to say, "Oh, I'm not going because it's bad." Because sometimes that's your only place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's is why where there's a responsibility on but, the people who organize the setting to make sure. Stuff yeah. like that. For example, in our fellowship, we at the end of every year do one on ones. To be fair. Now I do I do two one in the mid year one in the end of the year yeah we do it all the time now it's in, yeah it's because you need to know what's going on what do you like genuinely feel about this I feel like some people that run fellowships and we're gonna go into it in a second about should they even be leaders in fellowships but it's important that if there's an environment the people that are in charge of running the environment even if it's for example with it, when it's us five the pod we're all equally in charge of the mm. setting so we all have a responsibility to ensure the environment is correct if it's an un, some people would say like oh how could the leaders know what's going on. It's your responsibility to know. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in a position where you hold some influence in the fellowship, I'm not saying you're a leader, even if it's just maybe you know a lot of people in the fellowship, you have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility in an environment where there's shared leadership or shared influence. You have a responsibility to ensure that the environment reflects Christ as much as you can control. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to your conduct, how much you um, bring people in. Um, the boy at NYA did a blog, filling and Pouring, looking about um, making the little people feel heard. Mm. I feel like that's some some fellowships. Another thing is people get drowned out very easily, yeah. and it's all about the superstars. <laughs> that's and, facts. And it's like there's a way to share your experiences, and especially me because I know I can be very um, I can speak a lot, talkative. Yeah, <laughs> if you go fellowship with BNR, it's a long day, man. Yeah, man. Good, <laughs> this guy's hand is always up, but it's good because yeah, he, asks, good, he answers the questions good, that no one's gonna ask, or ask the questions that no one wants yeah. to ask because they're scared. That's how that's how he is, bro. I that's think that good. it's important to in fellowship settings give spaces to the people that maybe wouldn't otherwise speak mm. so for example we're in i was in i was in uh, my church bible study the other day and uh, somebody in our group she was like um ah oh, she just wants to write down the notes mm-hmm. i was like no like give your answer kind of thing in it and it was funny because she's like no nah, no nah, but eventually she just took up the thing and said oh no nah, i feel this this and that and i feel like fellowship's about that as well especially when you realize that maybe you have things that people don't have or you're better at things that people don't have. It's about building each other up, encouraging people. And so when you realise, ooh, this person's maybe quiet, go up to them after, oh, you're right, bro, like, what are you saying? Da, 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 da. Maybe you realised somebody, maybe they look a bit shy. Go have that conversation. Or maybe you, you realise that whenever you do group prayers and somebody always like, no, nah, I don't want to pray. Ask, oh, like, do you, you want to pray with me? Like, you're right, like, kind of thing like that. Fellowship is about that support. Like about helping people, building up people, and if the environment isn't conducive for that, then the environment's wrong. Hundred percent. And I think that that's something we need to be mindful of. Not fellowshipping for fellowship's sake. Yeah, because I think on. even on that, like you said, not fellowshipping for fellowship's sake is so important because I feel like sometimes it can. Because I feel like for, um, fellowship should empower you in faith or supplement your faith. But if you go to a bad fellowship or a fellowship for fellowship and sake, I think it can suck your faith out of you. Yeah, like, it can. in the sense that. It can make you feel weaker. It can make you start to lose hope because you're in this environment where there's condemnation. And if there's condemnation, that's not allowing you to... That's, condemnation doesn't allow you to grow. It doesn't allow you to grow in the knowledge of Christ. It doesn't allow you to actually grow in the love of Christ or anything like that. So really and truly, that's eating away at you. If there's, if there's again, if there's flexing and there's no humility, <laughs> there's no humility there... Hey, then it, you know, hate flexion, bro. bro. It makes no sense, bro. It's though. so meaty, like it's, it's, it's spoil, bro. It poisons <laughs> the, the thing, because like, uh, you're it making. Completely. Firstly, no one actually wants to hear you flexing. <laughs> Secondly, you make people feel uncomfortable. Nah, literally, <laughs> bro. I can't lie. It's funny because some, somebody asked one me. Thing I hate you know. I hate it too much. So, somebody asked me, would I ever right kick? Um, you can see right through. It. Somebody asked me, would I ever kick someone out of fellowship? I'd say for that, yes, I would. Now I'd say you can't lie. If you're on that, yeah. No, I speak to them first, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, obviously, bro, like. <laughs> I kind of thought you were flexing a bit. <laughs> but if he says no, I wasn't though. He says no, I wasn't. I'd be like, okay, cool. I thought you were flexing. Numerous. I'd be like, cool. If you don't think you're flexing, I feel like maybe you need to think about how you articulate yourself so that it doesn't come across as so condescending. That's yeah, a, that's yeah, how, yeah. It's yeah, like because yeah. sometimes people flex by accident. No, no, facts. And sometimes people are not flexing. People are just insecure. Or so they're getting conv- 
Convicted, convicted. Yeah, yeah. Nah, literally. And then sometimes people are just like, nah. There's a there's a there's a healthy balance, but. But when you go fellowship, would you you want to be convicted as well, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. You want you want to be you want to be discipline and accountability are a key part. Of it. Can be a key part of fellowship. The reason I say they they should be like I feel like there should be a certain sense of accountability here, mm-hmm. but only to a certain extent because some fellowships are not consistent or you don't go there all the time. You just go there to be uplifted. Yeah, but if you don't really know saying. a man like that Depends. and they're trying to tell yeah, you, you're cutting up, you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> "Who's my man?" Especially accountability, um, um, yeah, account- accountability or vulnerability, and I feel like you can't do it in every single fellowship, in it, like, because you're not maybe you might not be like familiar with the people there, and that. And for example, if we're fellowshipping, I know I can be vulnerable. I know I can, you guys can hold me accountable because you know the situation is more time. A lot of men, like if I was to go to fellowship today, fresh, they might not know, in it. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be, it would be a bit harder for me to, to be, be a bit vulnerable. more vulnerable, or whatever. As you get. So. You know, I remember the first time in Loughborough, but someone from fellowship came up to me and said, "Being like, can't lie, I need to pan this. I was head lost because obviously we yeah, let the fellowship. Pan what? Somebody came up to me and kind of g checked me in fellowship. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Last year. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> don't say, don't necessarily say, but it wasn't anything I said. It was just like a couple of conversations. It was just kind of like they felt as though there was some conversation that was just a bit useless and were kind of. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so brothers come up to me after the session like, oh, that was really like, good though. Like, oh, like the session was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. However, I feel like some of the st- yeah, stuff yeah, I said yeah, just yeah, taken yeah, away yeah, from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. offense. <laughs> But it was important. It was important. It was and I feel important. like that should be a thing. Though, very, very good. You, and it's good that you humbled yourself to kind of accept it. Mm. A lot of men, like, what's guy talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, my man, be like, yeah, I run this <laughs> <laughs> No, but I feel like that's the thing. He's like, a like, it's funny because now me and him are really good friends. And at the time, we weren't really good friends like that. And I think it's important um, to have accountability in fellowship settings. But I feel like it's important as we go into fellowship settings to know who you're speaking to and how you're speaking to them. Yeah. The way you hold your brother accountable and the way you hold somebody you don't know. So for example, you're in fellowship setting, maybe like at the beginning, just recapping my week. Um, and then um, somebody says, this is a brazy example. Yeah, I can't lie. Like yesterday, my mom was just cheating my brother. Was, was, I had a good time. Like, how do you hold somebody accountable? Because some people may genuinely not know yeah, that's a problem. Going on, yeah. Or it's like, oh no, this is something I've seen happen before. Um, you're in a fellowship, you're having a conversation, somebody starts swearing. How do you navigate that when you're not close friends with them, but you know what they're doing is wrong? Mm-hmm. It's, there's a certain kind of conversation you have to be had there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe outsourcing that to somebody that maybe knows them better. Not on a, but it's thing, I think it's always best to go by it yourself. Because otherwise they look like you're snitching, isn't it? Yeah. But it's be like, oh, like, bro, like, you know, it's a difficult conversation to have, mm-hmm. especially when you don't know them. But you know that it's, once you see sin in a believer... First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, 12 makes it very clear. It's our responsibility to call it out. Mm-hmm. But there's a way you do it with grace. And I feel like fellowship should be an environment whereby it's so comfortable that I can call you out in a way that I'm not drawing you out. Yeah. And I'm doing it out of genuine love. Sometimes people will feel a kind of way about it, but as long as you know you went about it the right way, so, yeah. so it is. It's just them conversations like, oh, bro, like, you know, like, oh, like, I've seen you about in fellowship a couple of times. Like, oh, you know, like, seen that really cool person, but oh, you see the swearing thing. Get me like, God, is it something you struggle yeah. with? Or do you not know it's wrong, kind of thing? What are going over them sides? And sometimes they might just be like, Oh, what do you mean, swearing? Like, what's wrong with that? Like, oh, then you go into scripture, maybe, or you say, Oh, you speak about it in an empathetic way, whereby you show that I hear your thing, but there's right and wrong here. Nah, literally. I think another one, on, even on that as well, is, is, is you hear someone say some sus doctrine. Like, because fellowship, bro, the space is big, innit? And a lot of fellowships, obviously, not all fellowships run the same, but a lot of times there's conversation. So people have the ability to share their and views. And people from different churches. And different from churches, different, um, um, what was I going to say, denominations or sometimes and all that kind of thing. And sometimes maybe someone says some doctrine, which is inc- which is a bit, because I remember this time in fellowship, yeah, <laughs> someone might say something and I'm like, wait, there was a time where it happened, oh, no, um, we happened in Bible study, it happened not too long ago. Oh, The wait, whole thing wait. about the forgiveness thing. Nah, I wasn't Who was there. there? I think Naps was there. We had a conversation about asking God for forgiveness. Cool. Yeah, and absolutely. And um, basically, I was saying, and I do genuinely believe this, that it's not necessary to ask God for forgiveness. Um, because the Bible makes it very clear that we are forgiven. I think that there's definitely, you need to go before God and accept your forgiveness and walk in it. But to, to go before God and say, God, please forgive me, is actually counterproductive. Because 
if you're asking God for, for when you ask somebody for forgiveness, what you're asking them is, look at me the way you, you saw me before I did what I did. God sees you through the blood of Christ, and so He forgave you already. He doesn't see you by your sin. So to go before God and begging for forgiveness is a very, it's not wrong, but it's kind of useless. Yeah, I think it's more about acknowledging what like, you've. So we had this, if you've made a mistake, more like you've done. yeah, you yeah, confessing, yeah, 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 yeah. It's about confession. We had this conversation about understanding that, bro. Man's rubbed out. Did you get God, it? I've rubbed out, but I thank you for your forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, oh, oh please yeah, forgive yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> so we had this conversation, <laughs> and a couple people were like, oh, wrong. Like, I never thought about that. I hear it. Somebody was very like, nah, 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 yeah. you have to ask for forgiveness, yada, 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 innit? And I, I realized that sometimes it's good to, you know, bring up scripture, show this is what I believe is right and what's wrong. And if you want to ask for forgiveness, by all means, do it. Yeah, do it. Understand that you're not asking for forgiveness. Because you're I think I think it's very, you know yeah, yeah. Because like, like that's said. the thing, like, you ask for forgiveness isn't the issue. Like you can ask. It's the mindset that but don't breeds ask it. God for forgiveness, thinking that oh he has because I'm asking me. for him for forgiveness. He's forgiven me. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Then, that's it gets, the then it can get very that's, unhealthy. That's the problem. Then you do the mad thing and you think oh God. It's the way that you see God is a graceful God. If you're not asking for forgiveness, by all means do that. But when you ask him for forgiveness, ask him for with the mindset that oh I'm already forgiven. But I'm acknowledging the forgiveness that I'm. So, cool. so this happened yeah, in Bible study, innit? And eventually it kind of came a thing where most people agreed, but a couple of people didn't, innit? Yeah. And it just randomly, you have to be like, cool, I said what I said, I believe what I believe, this is what the scripture says, agree to disagree. Yeah. And it's, that's not, people need to recognize there's a difference between agreeing to disagree and accepting false teaching and false doctrine. Especially in a fellowship setting where it's not a church, it's difficult to call out false teaching because people have different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But when you do it, if people are, I'm just saying, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's where no, it is to, with the forgiveness thing. A lot of people genuinely think that because they ask for forgiveness, forgiven, that's why he's forgiven. forgiven them, which is just false. That's just wrong. Like, if that was the case, then there's a lot of things that God probably hasn't forgiven you for. Because <laughs> yeah, there's, a lot, of uh, things, asked, there's yeah. a lot of things you haven't asked <laughs> forgiveness about because you sin even without knowing sometimes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like if you're just asking God for forgiveness for everything you forgive, and that's the reason why He forgives you, then boy, I. I yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, but <laughs> there's a lot of things you have. And also, because if you need to ask for forgiveness for everything you've done wrong, you just wouldn't get into heaven. Nah, literally. But that's because a different conversation. You're not good enough. So then, Christ is, yeah. when it comes to calling out false teaching, pulling people up on their sin, is it important for you to only fellowship? How do you. Cool. This is a silly. I don't even need to ask a question. Obviously, not every fellowship, not every person you fellowship with will be your friend. Mm-hmm. Same way, not every person you fellowship with needs to be part of your support system. Yeah, yeah, places yeah. you fellowship have an important part to play because that's places where you can ask for prayer. It's places where maybe you can get some experiences from people that can help you. But they don't have to be intimate parts of your support system because you just can't be friends with everybody. However, how do you go about... Some people don't like to fellowship with people that aren't their friends. What would you say to people like that? Some people don't like to fellowship with... People what? that aren't their friends. I feel like you can, you can learn from... I feel like, especially like coming to uni, you re- I've realised that you can learn from so many different people. Like you hear different perspectives. Like normally, not not every single time, but a lot of times your friends are very similar to you. So yeah, you can learn new things from them. But you guys maybe might have all the same views per, per se. But when you fellowship in new environments, I feel like you can learn so much from other people. Like you can hear their takes on certain things. Maybe they've been raised from a different background per se, and maybe that allows them to give you some more insight in a different kind of way. I feel like it definitely it can widen your 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 knowledge and wisdom i guess when you're just not in this conformed space and i feel like it as well when you're when you're fellowshipping in environments where you're not necessarily where then where it's not necessarily your friend i feel like it builds your confidence as well mm. like i can attest to that like when i went um sorry for my first year of uni bro all i knew like all i knew was a man them i didn't know i've never spoken to god with like with anyone else apart from the man them on the pod like never Apart, obviously, my parents, but yeah, mm-hmm. like never with anybody else my age. And then when I went to this fellowship at, um, and at Surrey, I didn't know a single person there, bro. And it was mad, but I learned so much being in that environment, like from other people, even people I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think I made like necessarily like crazy close friends from anyone there. But I realized like, even as I came to Loughborough, I learned so much from being in that environment, like people who were older than me, more mature in the faith, even people who were younger than me, maybe less mature in the faith. Like there was so many different like perspectives and so much wisdom in that place. I was able to kind of take from people, took different experiences that people were going through as well. And I felt like it just really lifted me up and it gave me more confidence to share my faith as well. Because now I'm speaking about God in an environment where I don't know anyone. 
And I've never done that before. And that gave me the ability to be able to do that in a next environment when I move somewhere else. Like, I feel like it really built up my confidence being in an environment where I didn't know anyone there. No one was my friends. Like, I felt like it normalized speaking about God. And I feel like that's what, ideally, not even ideally, like, scripturally, we're meant to go out into the world and spread the word of God. Like, we're meant to be evangelizing. And maybe that isn't necessarily always in the form of, like, street evangelism and stopping someone on the road. But you're meant to be able to share the word of God with new people. And being in an environment where you don't know anyone allows you to attain that knowledge, gives you that Mm. confidence to then go and share it with people that you don't know. If the only people that you speak to about God and only your close friends, are your close friends, bro, it's not gonna. Obviously, that's good essentially in the sense that you're fellowship. Yeah, it doesn't build you up to be the effective ambassador you can be. Exactly. And I think, like, when you look at even in in scripture, it talks about how Jesus had three close friends, the 12 disciples, and then there was up to 500 people who would follow him around and be in his teachings Mm -hmm. and whatever on a regular basis. And that's crazy because. The 12 disciples did not know those 500 people. <laughs> like, I know, maybe you know them, but they were not close. Yeah. And it's like, it didn't matter. Because think about the amount of effective witnesses that were built up, and they probably still learned from them, nonetheless. And I think that's something important, for sure. And another thing is, if you dare not your friends, you can find new friends. That's another thing. I think, like, some of my closest friends now are met in fellowship. Facts. Which is crazy. Because I can't lie, I never thought that was going to happen. But on top of that, you can also sometimes take things from there to pour into your friendships. Like, you get so much from those places where you don't know people, like you said, different backgrounds and all of that stuff. And also sometimes it helps you to know how to navigate people that you don't necessarily get along with. Yeah. yeah. Because ideally... Different situations, mm. different environments. But even, it might even be uncomfortable environments. Mm-hmm. You know, going out into a world to preach the word of God isn't always comfortable, bro. That's it's all. not perfect conditions. Literally. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like fellowship, it kind of gives you, like, sometimes when you don't really know anybody, though, you don't know too many people, they're not very comfortable people there. It kind of gives you that, you know, that taster of what you yeah, might yeah, meet yeah. in the world. Obviously, we're, we're believers, so it's not as crazy but like you know it gives you a little like you know when you go out into the world you're trying to these unbelievers you don't know them mm. like a lot of times they might give you a little grief they might not really hear you but you've been in an environment where you're not that comfortable so you can at least kind of but if you're always with the man them always with the girls or whatever and you're just bare comfortable when you go out into the world it's like mm. what do i do you freeze bro. you're not ready <laughs> you because like the first no someone ready. tells you you're like what do yeah, i do cooks. now like do you get it but yeah okay. i hear it I think um, it kind of points to this thing of something that's needed in fellowships. There has to be a standard of behavior. Oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Because you see this thing of, well, when you go into a setting, if you don't know people, but you know, cool, we all are following Christ here. I have, there's a certain level of ease there. But when you go into a fellowship and you believe we're all following Christ, then you see a man are trying to flick things in fellowship. You're thinking, what's what? I said flick things because in this kind of setting, that's clearly the mindset, Car, <laughs> You're not looking at them like women. Brother came on the yeah. uh, Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I'm maintaining my statement. I'm maintaining my statement. I'm familiar with your game, bro. <laughs> you can't fool me, bro. <laughs> but when men are going into fellowship with them kind of settings, you start to think to yourself, wait a second, I thought we were all coming here to talk about God. Yeah. Men are coming here to rise. Yeah. And then it's like, that's something that makes people uncomfortable because if you go into a setting, you know, I don't know any of you lot, oh, but I can tell at least we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. Mm-hmm. It makes people comfortable to learn from others. Mm-hmm. But when you realise, wait a second, you lot are not my brethren, you lot are not even following the Bible, I bun this. You lot are lying to each other. <laughs> gossiping, gossiping in fellowship is another yeah, big crazy. one. It's like, you lot, you lot are even envying, you lot are just, I see my man over there, da, 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 da. Thinking, what yeah, kind of fellowship yeah, yeah. is this? And that's not about people being imperfect. It's about you just straight up violating. No, hundred. Like this whole thing of oh, we all fall short. We all fall short of the grace. Now we're not using that to start saying oh, yeah, that's why. Anything, that's yeah. why you're. That's why you're cussing people, gossiping, trying to trying to flick in a fellowship. Saying like, what's wrong with you? Mm. Fellowship can be a place where you meet girl in it or man. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Okay, but there's a respectful way to go about. It, even yeah. if you do, I feel like you have to be, um, like you said. Wait, you can't. did your dad meet your mom in fellowship? He was a youth leader. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Come. <laughs> hey. I don't even know. That, that story, they Fez. had met outside church. This keeps the way on. I don't know. What? Nah. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. Depends what kind of fellowship, innit? Mm. Yes. 
Like, but they, it was in church, though. It was in church. Christian event. Oh, it wasn't like a, like a separate... 2911 live show. A couple of men found, found what's there? Did they? Yeah. A couple of the FSGs, actually. Yeah. I feel like yeah. they, they might have all crashed and burned, though, but anyway. <laughs> Gave them the platform, man. Literally. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I feel like there's a certain level of thing, because that's how people get comfortable, because one of the worst things about a fellowship is when you go down, there's no standard of conduct. Yeah, and I think that's where, I think that's why it is sometimes important to have, whether it's a leadership committee or a leader or whatever, people that oversee the fellowship to ensure that the environment stays comfortable. There's a certain level of standards that are held. And I think that's something that, not to too, I, I feel like DSQ does really well at that in Loughborough. I feel like we did well at it. And I feel like we maintained that. Shouts Pam. Shouts Pam as well. Thanks and I feel like, everyone. That's, I think that's one thing. It's important not to have one sole leader. I feel like it's important to have like a group of yeah, leaders yeah, or yeah, some, yeah. maybe a leader and a committee. A, yeah. Exec, like, yeah. like they do in RYs. I mean, Pensa have execs as well. Yes. We like our leadership structure is a bit weird. We have we normally have two leaders and then like a couple of sub committees. Subcommittee is too important though. Yeah. This meet this week um I met with one of my subcommittee members. Subcommittee members. But no, nah, and they were telling me stuff that you can't I see didn't it. know. I couldn't see in it. So I think it's vital, man. That is hilarious. Nah, shout shout <laughs> shout shout shout, shout my subcommittee, subcommittee man. Because hey. obviously because we're smaller in London, we have just me and then my two subcommittees. <laughs> so what? You're like the the boss and then the underbosses. If you want to talk in mafia terms, yeah. yeah mafia, <laughs> then the underbosses. But it's like also that's important because then if the leader's not there, it doesn't fall apart. I know yeah, if I'm yeah. sick, my subcommittee got that light. Yeah, literally. So yeah. Very one very very quick point just to end is that I feel like you see when you're talking about the behavior and conduct, I feel like sometimes you have to also when you're going to fellowship, you have to also expect it to a certain ex- extent. Well, you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go into fellowship and expect um, perfection. Perfection from people as you're well. Right, you're right, you right, Like, there's a healthy balance. Obviously, keep a high standard of um, conduct and behavior that should be em- um, emphasized. But you shouldn't also go and be like, "Raw, people aren't already speaking the whole word back to front. They have m- all these memory verses. Uh, they're also uh, smart or mature and built up. Like, you also have to expect and remember that you're in an environment where people are learning together. Do you know what's funny? See, Tommy in it. Tommy is now one of my very good friends. And he said to me that that's when we started to get closer, when he realised, because obviously he needed the pod, whatever, when he realised that I wasn't really perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because, but I feel like in a live, we used to, we have this thing where it's like, even us as leaders are very open about our, yeah, our fools yeah, and our whatnot, how we bounce yeah, back yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And it makes people warm to you more. That's yeah. another thing in the church that people don't do enough. Cool, I struggled, but this is how I'm recovering. And it helps people warm to you. It helps people to be open about their struggles as well because they know, no, yeah, yeah, man, I know all the Bible, you know. I ain't, yeah, I ain't yeah, slipped yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, boss, man. Like, but yeah. Literally, man. Hey, yeah. Great stuff, man. Great stuff, man. So look for good fellowships. Look for uni fellowships. Try and even just start up informal fellowships with your friends. Like, oh, let's have a Bible study call or stuff like this. Or, oh, do you want to talk about this? Or like, build up those environments because they're helpful. Very helpful. If you're in life, bro, a live fellowship. Yeah. If you're in Lincoln, shout the Berean Berean, Fellowship. The Bereans, bro. The Bereans Fellowship. The Bereans. Um, yeah, like, look around. Come more time, there's stuff going on in your places. Even in London, there's Numa House. Um, a lot of churches do, like, weekly Bible studies and yeah. stuff like that. So look around or ask us as well. If you're looking for spaces like that and you don't know where to find them, shout us. We, we, know, more, we know more than enough places. Shout so. BN, man. Yeah, man. We, we are London. Calm. Calm. But yeah, 2911 Summer Fellowship this year? <laughs> be easy, be easy, bro. Be easy. We don't, know, we don't know what we don't know. Wait, wait, wait. James, James Shatter Four. Yeah. <laughs> but I talk about tomorrow. We don't know if you got you it. Don't bro. Know, bro. That's a sin, bro. But um, but yeah, we out. We Thanks out. for listening. Great episode. Subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Take your time, but in the key drive, we gonna show you something that gonna change your life.